episode 76 presented by Fight Alive. Tonight we got Scott Goodrow, Ryan Potter, and Chris Robinson. Let's do it. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 76 presented by Vitalize. We got them on here tonight. Yeah, check them out, vitalize.us. Uh, a new sponsor, John, based out of Florida, uh, blocks the blue light. Obviously, we spend a lot of time on the computer. So, uh, yeah, they threw there us up know. a pair, and I feel relaxed already. <laughs> they really work, man. It could be looking at you, though. Who knows? <laughs> How was your day, pal? It was good, man. Another day at the gym. You know, yeah. getting a few things done around the house between that and this. And nice. Yeah, nice. back on, you know, three yeah. quarters huge, grind at least. <laughs> huge day. Huge day here in Nova Scotia with yeah. some absolutely massive news for a lot of businesses, but uh, also our business. You know, uh, yeah, we've been working a lot behind the scenes, John, to, to be ready for this announcement. And, uh, you know, we're, we still have a little ways to go. We had a fantastic conversation with the commission today. We have a little ways to go, but. Fight League Atlantic will put on a show if fingers go if fingers go well, uh, <laughs> if everything goes well uh, by the end of the summer. Yeah, I mean, geez, I mean, it's if we can meet the guidelines. I mean, having fifty people in a room is a is a huge step in that direction, and having ten people able to touch each other, you know, I think yeah. we can figure it out. So yeah. we've got some uh, some plotting to do. Mr. Clark. <laughs> the plotting has been done, but let's get on to a fantastic show here tonight. All you fighters, get ready. I know a lot of you have been training anyway, but uh, I hope you're staying ready because we're certainly ready. But let's get on to the show tonight. Yeah, that's right. And girls. Uh, a great show tonight. we got two guests uh, that you know really, really well that are involved in your gym down in Abaya. Ryan Potter, obviously, you know, uh, he's a pro MMA fighter. He's a coach at a brown belt under yourself. And uh, also, then you have Chris Robinson, who's a, a brown belt, a jiu-jitsu, uh, judo black belt. He runs the Windsor location, owns it with you. Uh, guys that have been involved in the sport forever. And then to start off the show, uh, we have a really successful competitor from out in Vancouver. Uh, he runs a school out there, Budo Vancouver. Um, Scott Boudreau is his name. He's been out east. He's done seminars. He's won a pans, multiple pans of world championships at Purple Belt and, and other levels as well. He's really, really talented. Uh, he's the face of BJJ Depot, whether he wants to be or not. Uh, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll take that claim or not. But he certainly is. You see him all over. You know those designs with Batman and the Joker and all that kind of stuff. That that uh, handsome face on there. But you know he owns a very successful school out there. Really good competitor. Really great coach. And uh, yeah, I wanted to bring him on and chat to uh, see what's going on with his life out in Vancouver and dealing with this whole COVID. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, let's do it without a doubt. Here he is, Scott Budrow. How are you, sir? Hey guys, thanks for having me. No, awesome. Thank you so thanks much for joining us. Really appreciate it. At your gym now, I see. I'm at the gym. This is my office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice looking spot you got there, man. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's uh, yeah. It's yeah. How many how many square feet of mats do you have there? It looks like it goes back a stretch. It's yeah. It's it's kind of narrow. It goes back probably 1,800 square feet. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's impressive. <clears throat> yeah, for, it is. For the city of Vancouver, it's not bad. You know, it's it's hard to get a big space in the city. No question. Yeah. Now, are you guys are you are you getting ready to reopen? Are those mats going to be humming soon or what? Well, we have opened up two weeks ago. Oh, I see the tape on the mat. <laughs> yeah, squared off everything, you know. I mean, we're trying to stay in there. It's it's hard to, but um, yeah, we're we're back. 
And okay. What kind of regulations are you guys having to follow to pull that off? Quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite a bit, no man. Shit, eh? yeah, yeah. So you know, we get we get our students to uh, at the door uh, before they enter. They sanitize their sandals before walking into the the entrance. And once they're in the entrance, they said they have to sanitize their hands, uh, answer a waiver form each class. Okay. Uh, yes, and then we, we get them to sanitize their feet before entering the mats as well. So we have little tubs where you, with like a, a wet towel with sanitizer, they step into it, then they dry their feet, then they step on the mats. It's a good idea. Do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be done anyways, right? It really should. It yeah, really we're, we're going to be all soft after this COVID shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they may change things forever this way, right? Well, which I don't mind. I like clean mats, personally. I 100% yeah. agree with you on that one. Yeah, it certainly can make 100%. a difference. Like, we've all been in those sketchy, gross gyms. It's certainly, it's it can be a kind of invasive sport as it is. So being clean is, 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 is important. Yeah. Very much so it is. Like, how how... For you, Scott, man, like you obviously, what's your story of getting into this in martial arts, man? Like you, you've been really, really successful on a lot of levels. How, how did you get into it? Well, I'm actually from New Brunswick. I, I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, that's why you're out here out east. Okay. I'm coming to the family and I train with some of my friends up in the north, uh, north uh, of New Brunswick. Yeah. I grew up in Camelton. Okay. Uh, man. Yeah. So so that's how, do you know so Dwayne then? What's up? Is that how you know Dwayne? That's how I know Dwayne, yeah. Awesome. Every time I go home, I don't know where else to train. He's got a gym there, so. Yeah, Great Yeah. Uh, but I, that's that? Interesting, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so that's where I'm from. I'm, I'm, I'm an East Coaster, you know. Uh, I started training karate when I was nine years old. Wow. In New Brunswick. So, you know, it's Kilkishin karate. It was, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a pretty tough stand-up sport. Yeah. Yep. Full contact. Uh, I got beat up <laughs> for a really long time with all the adults. Uh, there was no like hardly any kids in my class. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, but I, you know, I moved out on the west side here uh, when I was like you know 17 or 18, and uh, I, I started jujitsu actually a lot later. I was like 34. Oh wow. Out here. Yeah, so I, I did karate the whole time, kickboxing, and you know I could never find a jiu-jitsu gym that would be comfortable going. One of my buddies said, "Hey, wait, I go check out this gym. Finally, go do jiu-jitsu, try it out." And my for after my first class, that was it. I, I was yeah. stuck to it, addictively. Like every day, I had to train since yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. so that, that goes back to two thousand nine. That's when I started. Wow, good for you, man, and, and a yeah. lot of success along the way. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I competed a little bit at, at the white belt level. Uh, I opened up the Budo gym in, uh, in, in, the Bur in Burnaby. There's, there's Burnaby and Vancouver. We have two Budo gyms here. Uh, we started in Burnaby, and mm -hmm. I was a blue belt. And at that time, I was just teaching so much and, and training so much, I just decided to compete more, like, on, on the, mm -hmm. at the IBJJF. And, and I did a few tournaments and did half decent, you know, in the master's level. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's where it started. I just really got into competition for, for many years. Yeah, it's it's interesting. What do you think about that, John? Like, obviously, jujitsu is a young a young person's game, but to be thirty, you know, you started late, 
but that's pretty badass that you went in and competed too. Like yeah. injuries suck young. Like I'm 39 now myself. So I know all about injuries, but I don't compete at that level. Like that's, that's really impressive, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of it is just being smart and taking care of yourself and making sure that you don't get hurt in training, mm -hmm. uh, being responsible and balanced, you know, when you're tired, just stop training and, uh, yeah. don't do anything step. crazy that's going to hurt you. What, what is the what is your like active recovery look like active recovery meaning um, yeah like do you spend a lot of time doing yoga or rolling on, a, on the roller or the lacrosse ball or what are what are some of the things you find that have been most effective mm. stop when you're tired the smart one because i'm 37 <laughs> i'm beat the shit and, <laughs> and that's super smart one. for me i'll be like oh one more one more and then i pop well, i think you, you need you need that resilience training as mm. well uh don't get me wrong uh uh, but you need to know what that is. You need to know, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get hurt or I'm going to get sick if I keep going for another hour, half hour. Yeah. Uh, so you slow down. But if you if it's more of a mental thing, you think oh, you're just being lazy, you got to identify and, and push yourself through extra rounds or, extra, you know, more training. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mostly do jujitsu for mostly of my, you know, my training. I don't do much yoga, maybe once every couple months, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mostly jujitsu, and I just stretch on my own. Um, I do kettlebell workouts. That's about yeah. it. I, the stretching is like it's night and day. It mm -hmm. like it's crazy. I, I don't know about you guys, but there's sometimes I felt like I'm I'm sitting there on the mat when I'm stretching, and I'm just like, I like I feel swollen or something. I feel like I'm gonna get hurt when I'm gonna train. I'm like, ah, oh, this is gonna be a bad one. <laughs> like I just I don't, I don't know if you get those feelings or not, but like. My thing was not stretching at all, so I've I've really tried to do a lot more of that in the last few months than that. Yeah. And you know, Cody says it best. He says it all the time. You know, Ben, don't break. But my thing was always like, let's warm up, Spire, <laughs> and get into I mean, it, right? Not, but it's just being impatient and stupid. Yeah, a lot of people like doing that. They just like to roll right off the bat, and I have done that many, many times. Mm -hmm. It's but the most fun can, thing, you know. You can full roll and get a warm up that way. That's a great Absolutely. way. Absolutely, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're capable of doing that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't but even if <laughs> some people who don't flow, that's like uh, there's lots of people who you can tell they don't flow. But I'll legit just let them do whatever at that point. If it's the first roll and they're going hard with me, I'm just I'll let them go. Yeah. to the point of tapping me out they won't tap me out sometimes i will let them tap me out i'm just like fuck if you want it that bad if you want to go that bad in the first 15 seconds go for it here you go but i'm telling you next time you roll i'm gonna smash your face <laughs> you know, like oh, you know, but not that i smash anybody's face right? yeah. but still you guys have a crazy scene out there man in, in bc like when we back back when we did the submission series like you guys had a lot of events. You're a promoter yourself. You you host events and, and tournaments too. Like the scene out there is really really it's, good. It's it's really popular here. Jiu Jitsu is crazy, man. Like we there's a gym like every couple kilometers. Yeah. Uh, we're you know, but there's you know everyone's got enough students to survive too though. So it's popular. People yeah. really like Jiu Jitsu. It's uh, I don't know if it's the culture because of the West Coast California thing. I don't know, but but it's it's been pretty popular since I've started. Yeah, it's grown well, lots. Like you guys both know, like BC is a, a super active area. Vancouver is a really active city, so it does make sense that you know it's it's artsy as well, you know, and, and hippie-ish too. So it kind of draws all the 
the yeah. athletic, I guess, you know, draws everything that jujitsu has. So it's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I, 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 I've been out there a few times, man. And I absolutely love that city. It's really great. Yeah. I love pizza. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, not as nice as home, but I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. <laughs> That's the one province I've never been in. I've never been to BC, and I used oh, to live in Edmonton. Never made it, it over. Foolish. It, it is ridiculous, to be honest. <laughs> BC is like the whole province is so special, and not yeah. that I like. I've never been to the Okanagan, but people just swear by that place too. What's your favorite, Scott? My favorite place in the BC? Yeah. It's uh, a good question. Uh, I like Tofino. So mm. that's on the island. It faces the ocean. Uh, it's just gorgeous. Kind of different. Yeah. Uh, I like Whistler, of course. Typically, um, um, Whistler. Whistler's cool. Yeah, uh, so many different places, man. Jeez. Yeah, I just don't. I, I can't pick a favorite. Just, yeah. uh, everywhere is kind of nice. I mean, you can get sick of an area. You just go to the other one and, and enjoy it there too. Sick of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I took the, the Rocky Mountaineer train for work a couple times through. So you go from uh, I think uh, Banff. We would take it from down to Vancouver, and like all on the through the Rocky Mountains and then through the 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 Shushwap Lake. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's this massive lake with houseboats or anything. And we were going through th this. It was hilarious because they were like on the train. They're like, oh, you're going to see this beautiful lake and with all these houseboats. And all of a sudden the train comes around the corner. It's this dude like bare hole just waving to the train. <laughs> like, <both laughs> like his wiener hanging out. Like, <laughs> it was hilarious, man. But it was just life is easy out there, right? I guess. Not, not easy, I guess. But. <laughs> Anyway, we'll segue to something else, I guess. <laughs> Scott, when, when you guys are training now, are you doing small groups that are each together? Like, I have a, a jiu-jitsu club as well, and we're not yeah. open yet. We yeah. we just opened up in our province today to 50 people in a building with distance, and 10 people can now be together without worrying about social distance. So if you want to have people over to your house or whatever. Um, so that's what we we were left with today, and we got to try to figure out what we can do from there. What what's this, What is the picture there? Yeah, what so uh, a lot of a lot of the gems are just doing solo drills. Yeah, uh, okay. in a little box. Uh, for me, what I've decided to do is I allow the students to bring in a family member, a household member, because you're allowed to be socially close yeah. to someone like that. Uh, the government introduced the double bubble uh, situation, which means you can go, you can share uh, contact with another household. Mm -hmm. So right. I'm using that as uh, my my approach for uh, training partners because I, I like teaching jujitsu with partners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I think about doing the solo drill thing, and and I just feel like it's going to get old pretty quick if you're doing it for three hours a day or whatever. And yeah, it's kind of it's, or, yeah. I mean, it's great. The students may miss the gym, and they, they'll be excited to be in the gym and space and be able to move a little bit. But, you know, jiu-jitsu is about contact. Uh, it's yeah, a contact right. sport. That's, that's mm -hmm. what's appealing about it. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think I think uh, what I'm doing is fairly safe. They're designated partners at the moment, and I don't let them switch around and cross-train, but at least they get to practice together and yeah. with, with the person. And that's pretty important, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have the physical contact. You have that sweat. You have that like a, that bonding of the club too. Being around people with similar goals and similar interests, and, and that are happy and positive and happy to see you, 
you know like it's there's so much more to jujitsu in in this sport for it's all of really, us it's very important it's, it's important for the your mental health uh, yeah. physical health uh, i mean a lot of people are, are going gone crazy not doing jujitsu for real that's a real yeah. thing <laughs> no, <laughs> no question like, so you know i'm sure you guys feel the same. yeah i'm guilty of that too yeah yeah uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, like in BC, the numbers uh, are pretty low for, um, with, you know, all the cases, the, the COVID cases, and hopefully restrictions will be loosened and we can start doing small groups. Uh, I think that would be even more exciting. But uh, it's looking positive, so I feel good about what's, what's happening. Yeah. The students are happy. That's important to me. Uh, a lot of students have come back to train. That's a very important part on the business side. Yeah, yeah. Um, Massive. Really, that's that's the thing. It's it's huge that they stuck it out and they came back. And it's people are itching to get through. Like, and that's where we're really lucky now that we can have ten, and you can you can you don't have to socially distance. Hopefully, you guys aren't far behind, and you can get that too. And you know, it's 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 huge. It's been a weird. It's like I think I was thinking about like two days ago. It's it's almost it's like the middle of like third week of June. It's almost yeah. like February to now. Like it was like a, yeah. yeah. It's like it went overnight or something. I've been stuck in this house for four months or something. It's so <laughs> weird, man. Like, I know it's so crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I can't stay in my house. Like, <laughs> I, just can't, I just can't do that. Someone would have to really, like, yeah. there would have to be some crazy thing going on for me to yeah. stay in my house. Yeah. Dude, I'm seeing every day, you see, like, I see all these people going, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, like there's no cases here in nine days and it still makes me laugh when I see people go around with masks and gloves on. And I'm like, fuck, is this growing out of the grass? Like, where is this shit coming from? <laughs> like, I just can't figure it out. Right. So it's like, maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. man. But it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to say, right. Because like, God bless all those people who've been working in healthcare and keeping everybody safe. Imagine how they feel. And that's where I, like we in, in Nova Scotia, like in, I almost think too, like we, we owe Stephen McNeil and Strang as much as sometimes like we're like, oh, judge, like, man, we did it. Like, we should be really proud of ourselves, really proud of our politicians and really proud of the people who worked in the front lines to get us here. It's really mm -hmm. incredible, really, if, like in all of ourselves, too. But we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, we beat it. Yeah, yeah hopefully yes. we don't see a second wave. That's what I keep hearing now is people asking, you know. When are you going to see the second wave? Well, fucking hopefully never. Oh, in my opinion. Like, I'm, I'm not living my life waiting for a second wave. It's not, you know, it's ridiculous. Dude, and, and exactly. you know, like that, that would be devastating. Like, so Scott, my other business, I have a, a fitness gym, right? So I have large square footage, means my rent's very expensive. We just reopened on Monday. We were shut down for three months. So that relieves a lot of like the financial pressure of this whole thing. The MMA gym's a lot smaller, but yeah. you know, three months of that, if we have to go through that again, they're all connected. Yeah. Right, you know, so if yeah. I go bankrupt, we're fucked. So you, you should have built a gym in the woods out of wood. I'm telling you. But who says I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Like, yeah, I think I did with my time off. No, <laughs> yeah. Scott, you're you're in. Uh, you you do uh, if if I'm correct, you do a lot of breakdowns, don't you? Breakdowns like tutorials, tutorials and stuff yeah. online. Like you ever Scott, on, the, on the Instagram, I'll just I'll just throw in like little twenty second clips of techniques that I'm exploring just for fun. Yeah, uh, I've started doing more tutorials recently. Uh, I have something on my new YouTube page. 
because uh, you know when this whole COVID thing came out, I just asked students. I said, "Hey, what do you guys want to learn from me?" Yeah. Uh, and one of the students said, "I want to learn all the entries, you know, leg drag entries." So I started writing everything down, and I made this big thing. And it's not that big, but you know, it's <laughs> thirty-minute tutorials. It's kind of my first tutorial that I've actually done, uh, like a, a system. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I put that online for fun, you know. So when I'm looking awesome. at it more seriously, I'm trying to break down like other things, you know, like, you know, right now I'm working on uh, jujitsu fundamental stuff. Like, so on the other uh, part of the spectrum, you know, really basic stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to make a, a video of, well, not just a video, like tutorials of not techniques, but all me just mechanics, pure right. mechanics. I won't even show you. Like, I won't be showing an arm bar. I'll be showing how the arm breaks. Uh, you know, mm. like what it, what it takes to break the arm and the shoulder and all that stuff, you know. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's monkey really grips, good idea. grips, monkey grips, sea grips, the clinching. Why Why is the clinch effective? How do you make it effective? Just really raw basics. And I'm trying to get in the head of a, a brand new student. You yeah. Know, just doesn't know jujitsu at all. Instead of being thrown techniques. Um, more, like, more concepts. Well, just more concepts, yeah. Dude, fundamentals are like, oh. that's, it's funny, like, you know, we, we had Halls Gracie on last night, we were talking about, you know, how jujitsu has changed a little bit, and, and, he, and he, like, I was really impressed to hear how his take on, like, the whole, he's like, you have to embrace it and go with it, you know, you don't want to be that person that was like, oh, you know, in my time, it used to be like that, right? So, it's yeah. interesting how it's changed, but I still think fundamentals are so important, like, my fundamentals, my side control is like something that I really struggle with. And that's like, like I always say to like a student, a new student, like, and by no means am I a great competitor or a great coach, but I'm a brown belt. And I, like, you can notice when someone's shrimping wrong and you're like, man, shrimping to me is, it's as important as skating and hockey. Like that's, that's a fundamental. Oh, thing. Yeah. And jujitsu, I would, I would agree with that. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. There's a handful, there's a handful of movements that are absolutely necessary. Yeah. You gotta do them all very well. Yeah, and, and new students. It'd be, it'd be nice if new students all get to learn it. But it's hard as an instructor, and I'm sure it is. You know, for you guys, you know, when you're teaching, uh, to really have a, a perfect system for a brand new student, uh, it's really tough. You know. <laughs> yeah. how, how do you approach it? Like John, you you can probably answer this too. Like like I know like in, in Jared's school, like when someone walks in, like uh, it's a big thing in our school to to make sure you make yourself known. Like if you're an upper belt level or whatever, you're like, Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the club. You know, welcome. You know, what can we help you with? You know, what are you here for kind of thing? How do you guys approach that? Go ahead, Scott. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, you mean, you mean the etiquette of the gym? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, I, we have, uh, I mean, we're not a massive school, uh, but we have a lot of students, but they always come to class together. They all know each other. I don't require everyone to go shake hands uh, at the beginning of the class. For me, that's not a, not necessary at the gym. But oh, when I visit another gym, I do that. I, I will mm. go and introduce myself to everybody uh, for sure, you know, yeah. uh, as a guest. But my own students, I mean, they already train here. They know each other. Uh, I'm, I'm not very formal in that respect. Yeah. I'm more casual. No, yeah, you line up at the beginning of class and at the end. We line up at the end. Yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah, we do it a little differently. We line up at the beginning, and then I got this actually from Shaolin when I was training with him. Um, you, I go around at the beginning. Everyone has like a card. 
I take everyone's membership card and I say hello to everyone individually. I make a point, try to learn everybody's name as quickly as possible if I have new people. And then uh, we break into our warm up from there, do our class. And at the end, everyone lines up by rank again. And, uh, and then I just, you know, usually say something. And then we do like a line where I hug everybody in the class and everybody hugs everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a so we do like, Yeah, like a hug line at the end. But uh, when new students show up or anything, you know, we always introduce ourselves. And I usually point out a couple of guys that also work at the gym and are higher belts or instructors. But we've got, we've got so many guys that are blue, purple, brown belts. They'll just take a new person. Sure. You're with me today, man. Let's, let's work, you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate I have such a deep team in that sense with, with experience that when someone new comes in, if I got five new guys some nights, like, you know, one night, like, like yeah. they're taken care of. Yeah. And I can focus on teaching the whole class and touch base with them as I go. Yeah. And I don't even have to worry about it. So, yeah. And I'm sure you're pretty damn similar, Scott, in, in that regard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, What's your relationship with Mr. Stepchuck? Stepchuck. Well, he's yeah. he's kind of my training partner. We've been training partners for a long time now, since uh, Purple Belts. Wow. Uh, so we get together almost religiously every week. Nice. I go through, you know, I for me, whatever I'm teaching during the week, I make sure I go over it really well. I make sure that I, you know, I don't miss a step, so that you know the students get the full picture. Uh, it's important to me to do that, so I spend time with him to do that. He goes through things like what, what he for him when he's when he he drills with me uh, problems that he has in his school when he's rolling. <laughs> so he get up in a certain situation, he comes back to me, he goes, "Hey, we gotta figure this out." And um, so we do a lot of exploring that way. So I, I know Chris that way, and uh, I've been uh, you know taking pictures for his products uh, since Purple Belt. So that's kind of when we met. Yeah, uh, and since then we've been training partners and cool. whatever they, they need. Yeah, they, they, yeah. He was a he was a big part for anybody who was, who was unaware. We're talking about Chris Stepchuck, the owner of PJJ Depot. Whether he wants you to know he owns it or not, I, I doubt he actually does. <laughs> truthfully, but uh, I shouldn't have said that. But I haven't spoke to him. Oh, well, but he's a really he helped us a lot in the beginning with PJJ Depot sponsoring a lot of our events out here. He's a really wonderful guy and. Uh, and not only that, obviously, PJJ Depot, but now Fusion Fight Gear. Anybody out there, you know, you can tell them more about it, I guess. Scott, you know more about yeah. it. Yeah, well, Fusion Fight Gear, I mean, uh, like, I wear their gear. I, I'm not actually a comic guy myself. Okay, I, yeah. You know, half the stuff I'm wearing, I'm like, oh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> single episode, but I like the gear. I think the gear looks pretty sure, cool. You know? <laughs> it's pretty flashy, very comfortable stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love the rash guards for sure. Like a Skeletor rash guard is my number one for sure. I used to watch He-Man, so I get it. Oh, yes. Does <laughs> he have a Skeletor one now? They have a Skeletor rash guard. It's, I think it's their only only short sleeve. I like short sleeve rash guards myself. Really yeah. like that one. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. He's done. He goes to all the con cons and the conventions and everything. Oh, does it? Nice. All, <laughs> I don't know. It's Comic -Con. I think it's Comic Con, isn't it? He goes to and sells all the the gear and stuff. Oh yeah, he goes. Yeah, he's he's at a lot of tournaments in the U.S. and he's he goes there to sell his gear. He stations himself. Yeah, yeah. they're the, a bit everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, he's a stud. I love that guy. And he's, uh, again, shout out to BJJ Depot and Fusion Fight Gear. They did a lot for us here in the East Coast, man. But uh, I got to ask you before we let you go, you know, uh, what what's something for you, you know, like, 
you made that transition from the East Coast to the West Coast. For anybody who's kind of thinking about doing the same thing, you know, saying, you know, I'm going to follow a dream. I want to open a club. I want to, I want to see the rest of the world. Well, maybe not the world right now. You know, <laughs> I want to see the edge of Nova Scotia. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, or whatever. People who want to actually, you know, expand and and live that kind of lifestyle. Any advice for people like that? Well, it's, it's hard because I think the East Coast has got amazing jiu-jitsu. Oh. just as good or better. You know, you don't have to go very far. You just go to New York. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good there. So yeah. uh, I think you got to find your style. Uh, you know, there is a bit of a West Coast style. There's a, there's an East Coast style. Um, then there's a little bit of West Coast that is similar to East Coast, and I'm sure vice versa. Yeah. So it's not going to be really demographic uh, or geographic. I think it's... You just got to go and check out where you want to learn or where you want to open. If you're going to open a gym, make sure you're there's you know, you go to a place that needs a gym. Yeah, that's my advice. I think someone should, if they would, their dream is to uh, have a jujitsu gym, travel and uh, visit a lot of places and see what fits you, your, your vibe, you know, like. I think that's pretty important. Yeah. It really is, man. You know, like you, you, you uh, the the average white belt walking into a club. Yeah, they can't. At the end of the day, they're looking at the the person who owns that club. Uh, they're looking at them like a superhero, for real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So at the beginning, they don't know if you're a fraud or not. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like for real. So if you go to if you go to a community where there's already a really well established gym and you open up around the block. It's going to a make jujitsu shittier, and it's going to really downgrade everything, right? So yeah, be a good person, like you said, and, and open where it's needed. Where it's needed, and you know, yeah, exactly. I think that's yeah. You don't go, don't open up next door. I think that's just like you no. Know, I don't think jujitsu is like Starbucks uh, or Tim Hortons necessarily. No, it's it's funny though. I got a buddy who owns a, a few subways, and I always ask him about that. <laughs> I'd be like, well, who? Like, what? Do you, does that bother you that? You know, you open a subway and then another, like a Burger King would open up. He's like, actually, no. He's like, that's the plan. He's like, I hope five of them open up beside me because that just keeps drawing more traffic. And then people are going to be like healthy over there. Well, yeah. I think jujitsu is different. It's a person to person. Uh, it's a community. It's like a mm -hmm. worldwide community, actually. Yeah, you, yeah you, big you, time. You, you all know each other. And uh, you got to be aware of that. It's different from a, a, like a coffee franchise for sure. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't make money. You're not trying to just make money. You're trying to build a family, a team that's yeah. special, right? Yeah, people who actually yeah. really have your back for sure, man. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us, Scott. You're doing a, a incredible things out there, and hopefully, we can get you back on here maybe uh, in the future. Ho hopefully, and hopefully, yeah, yeah right. it'd be it'd be great, and we can chat possibly more about the East Coast and get you back to the East Coast hopefully in the near future. Well, like, yeah, I'm gonna book a flight as soon as I can. Well, and, uh, make sure you talk to us first because we got uh, some stuff in the mix with some events coming up grappling wise. So uh, maybe we can line some something up at the same time. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll there give you the, I'll give you the wink and the vitalized glasses here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, thanks so much. Yeah, buddy. All right, we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, where can everybody find you guys on social media and uh, in the gym? Well, you can find on Instagram, Budo Vancouver. Uh, you, you know, at Budo Vancouver. Myself is Scott Boudreau JJ. Um, you can keep it that simple. You can follow my my YouTube, Scott Boudreau Jiu Jitsu. 
which is just my brand new YouTube. Okay. Uh, I'll be adding some stuff. Okay, I can't keep up. We'll get one up there anyway, one handle. There you <laughs> go. They, they can give you a follow, man. Thanks again for uh, for jumping on. Lots of love to you guys out west, and we'll speak very soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. All right. There you have it, folks. Uh, Scott Woodrow. I don't know why I do this. Every time someone leaves, I do this. Like it's a, like a rainbow. Like, see you later. I don't know why I do that. Probably the glasses. Wax off, Buzz. You can't even help glasses. Are up. I'm feeling so relaxed in the zone. Your eyes look very relaxed. Shut up. <laughs> My eyes look very relaxed. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's get into cool. our second and third guests, I guess, of the night, John. Yeah, man. If these guys are ready to rock, let me uh, let me bring these guys on. I'll start with my man, Ryan Potter, a okay. true martial artist. Right? Ryan Potter has competed in jiu-jitsu, amateur boxing, kickboxing, amateur and professional mixed martial arts. He fought for us with FLA1. He's been a, a teammate of mine for over a decade. It's been, I, I couldn't even tell you, 11, 12, maybe, you know, 13 years. It's been a long time. Uh, and an instructor at a biomixed martial arts um, for probably 10 years at least as well. Uh, without further ado, <laughs> Uh, an all-around good guy and, and a true martial artist, like I said, my my brother Ryan Potter. Let's get him on here. How are you, sir? What's up, Ryan? John, Cat, how are you? Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for good. Doing. You hear me all right? Oh man, yeah, perfect. Dude, that is perfect. You got a microphone. Beautiful a microphone. Uh, man, <laughs> Apple. Yeah, it came for you with the phone, man. How are you guys? <laughs> that is the only reason he has it. <laughs> Sounds good, actually. Really good, man. Uh, there was significant preparation made to make sure this would actually work on my end. So, Hell yeah. We appreciate yeah. it, man. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> it is appreciated. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow. So anybody who's just uh, just joining us, this is Ryan Potter out of uh, by MMA. John, let him have it. Yeah. Um, is Chris waiting in the background as well, Derek? Yes. Yeah, let's get Chris out here. All right. <laughs> Chris Robinson, also waiting backstage here. Chris Robinson is also uh, a longtime friend, training partner, and instructor at a Biomixed Martial Arts. Um, about a year and a half ago, we opened a bio of Windsor in Windsor, Nova Scotia. And Chris uh, runs that school. He's a head instructor. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, a military guy, um, works as a carpenter, got a, got a, a wife and a and a little baby at home, and uh, yeah, let's bring him on here and, and let's get this going. Mr. Chris Robinson, how are there you? There he is. Oh, I like oh, the t-shirt. Uh, Where'd you get that from? It was a good time. It was a good time in the military when that happened. <laughs> there it is. Awesome. Thank too you. hot. Beautiful. Yeah, it is too hot. So I have Chris lives even Gentlemen, more good to see you. further. Yeah, good to see you, man. I just want to make sure Chris lives even further out in the middle of nowhere than I do, Derek. So if he stops moving, <laughs> it's because his internet stopped moving. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Welcome to the show, boys. So far, so really happy to have you. And, and finally, yeah. nice to actually get you on here and have it work out. Thanks for joining us. Hell yeah. Right, Let, let's uh, let's get into it, boys. Ryan, let's start with you, man. Um you started as a striker and then moved into jujitsu. Uh, mm. I think when I started at Abaya, you were just striking. I mean, it's been forever, man. Why don't you get into how you started? Like, what got you into the gym? And then what took you from kickboxing and just getting into it uh, to then jujitsu and then 
inevitably MMA and every kind of competition basically available to you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, Try to stay as busy as possible. Yeah, um, you did. First thing, thanks to you guys. The promotion went really, really good. Uh, I was happy, glad, honored to be a part of it. And uh, you guys, hopefully, you're back at it before the end of the year. I don't know. However it is, whenever you guys get back on it, it's going to be great. AP, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I started. Well, um, Pat Bazinet, Rowan, uh, mm -hmm. kind of this started at the gym. And I was friends with Pat before I ever trained. And yeah. I to start jiu-jitsu. And I had one class. And uh, really, it was social anxiety and stuff. I didn't want to. Uh, has to try something new. So um, eventually it just started when the Greenwich location opened up. I started going into some bag work and just like didn't know what I was doing. Pat would just yell over like, you're doing it all wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then he cracked me and it would just go from there. Right. You know, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd look up from the desk or whatever and it's like, oh, Jesus, put your feet down or something. Right. So, um, but, uh, you know, then I went with the boys and watched uh, fight at the forum. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a that was a hell of a time. That was a pretty cool experience. And uh, as soon as I sparred once, probably I think it was with Matt Hamilton. Uh, yeah. You know, Rowan, one of those guys. Uh, that was that was a fun fun time. I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to see how. <laughs> you know, I just it's a good challenge. Yeah, yeah you don't really know until you do it, right? So, um, and then from there, uh, you know. Uh, you were a blue belt, I think, before I even started jiu-jitsu. And I was just doing a little sparring with people and stuff. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, he, he you know, it. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I loved, uh, you know, I loved the fight. And Pat was showing me some UFC once I got sort of more into it. And then uh, it's like, oh, that's that's the best fight. And like all he, mean, he means watching UFC videos, not training MMA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, watching tapes of the Ultimate Fighter and stuff yeah. and that he had in his apartment. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah, it just took off from there. And um, it just, I got obsessed real quick. And I went from yeah. training by myself a little bit with Pat when he, before the gym opened up, uh, to going every day of the week. And part of that was starting jiu jitsu. Pat bought me a gi to sort encourage to do it. And yeah, for a good, good long time. Lots of, lots of work. So, yeah. Mentors, eh? yeah. Really, though, a guy like Patrick. I mean, he's a perfect example of the kind of guy that, you know, if he's doing this combat sports and he's such a calm, <laughs> gentle right. dude, then that's got to take a lot of the, the nervousness away right. from kind of getting into the building. Are you still there, Ryan? We're having technical issues on both ends here. Okay. Chris is still here, though. Chris, let's get into it, yeah, buddy. Chris. <laughs> There's Ryan. Hey, man. I'm, I'm here, boys. I'm here. Yeah, am I back? Yeah, you're, you're back. back. You're back. Yeah, you can pause me when Ryan comes back. All right, cool. There yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. really good having. Yeah, both people with rural internet, except mine isn't rural; it's just cheap. But uh, yeah, no, Pat was uh, having a, have a friend there. Uh, yeah, so um, into it, obviously. Like that's sort of an understatement because he owned the gym. Him and yeah. Rowan have been at it for uh, for years, so it just gave me a way to get in there and sort of. Not even after it, but like the anxiety of trying something new and meeting mm. a bunch of new people. It wasn't like the physical contact. Like I, I played plenty. I just got to move my laptop for the Wi-Fi. That's all. Yeah, no worries. The screen. But yeah, it was all. It was. It was really good for that. Eased me into it, and then, uh, and then I realized it was something I wanted to do, and I wanted to have a one, two fights at least. Mm. Uh, once I started doing it, and then it's, oh, I wanted to have like ten, and I ended <laughs> up being 
I don't know. I think I had like 18, 19 fights uh, all told. So if you count kickboxing and MMA yeah. and boxing, yeah, put it plus all a bunch of grappling and stuff. Yeah, you got to yeah. count it all. Yeah. You got to count it all. Uh, for sure. I, I want to do some pro striking, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, you know, but whatever. Yeah. So. I Fishing had a good, uh, a real good time. Yeah, so more yeah. injuries right now. So yeah, you know? it, unfortunately, is a big part of it. Chris, yeah, it's all good. Hey, buddy, Chris, you back? you're you're doing an awesome job with your light, bud. I don't know what <laughs> you're fucking working <laughs> on over there, <laughs> but uh, you're looking. <laughs> <right there. laughs> it's a trip. <laughs> so, Chris, let's talk about you, man. You, uh, you're a jujitsu brown belt. You've trained all over the place. Get into that, and you're a judo black belt, and you and you were part of Team Canada, um, and you've been doing that for I don't even know. Is it? What, what, I got to be pushing like twenty years, is it? Um, so te- teaching for a long time, and it, here we it's are. It's a sorted, yeah. it's a sorted history. It is of, uh, of where it began. So how there's probably a whole bunch of people that started jujitsu because when you back when you had VHS tapes, you could go and rent. The original uh, UFCs, you know, UFCs, and uh, who did I see beating up Dan Severn in a ring, just like so many other people? Yeah. And went, well, how did that guy just destroy this monster over here and choke him unconscious? So it, it was kind of like a bit of a destiny kind of thing. It was like I don't know. I was in high school. I was getting ready to graduate. I had like. A lot of irons in the fire. I wasn't a great student. I was just there, you know. Mm-hmm. I did stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. But uh, this guy, he, uh, I watched this thing, and I was kind of like, I, then I knew what who the Gracies were, and kind of had a half an idea what I thought jujitsu was. And then a guy showed up, and he was a blue belt, and his name was Stephen Burgess, and he said, uh, "Hey, you know, like I teach jujitsu and I teach it in Windsor." And I was like, "How have I never heard of you before? Like, what is the deal?" And this is like 2000, 99, 2000 is when this happened. So he shows up. He does a demonstration. He like asks like the toughest guy in my school, who I'm t- terrified of, to come out and like you know take him down. And it goes horribly for this guy. And this jujitsu guy just schools him. The next thing you know, I'm like, well, geez, if I got to have a chance, I got to try jiu-jitsu, right? So I went one class, and then and I never looked back. That was it. I was hooked. And uh, I started – so my my first coach is, uh, was uh, this guy named Stephen Burgess, but I was under Carlson Gracie and under a guy named Marcus Suarez. My first stripes were given to me by him. He's out in BC. And uh, – I actually went my first tournament. I was 18 years old. I flew out to BC, trained with Marcus, stayed at his house and fought in Bushido, uh, the big crazy tournament they had there meddled. And then I fought in the open and just got beat (laughs) so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a crazy eye opener that I could in such a short period of time, within a year, I was competing across Canada doing like meddling and then like and also learning like i know very little (laughs) so when i when i came home um i just got right into it i just was like well i gotta keep going you know like so you know we're talking really early 2000s here i started i was training jujitsu and then some things happened um my instructor and our venues and stuff like that were kind of fluid uh and as as a lot of folks were in jiu-jitsu at that time in nova scotia like there were i i knew that there were other gyms 
but like maybe one or two. There wasn't a whole bunch like there are now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, my instructor had to leave. He had to, he got called up for the military and off he went. So I kind of got given the club that we had or our meager club and tried to breathe life into it. But also life was changing for me. So when people moved and, and then the club kind of disintegrated. So I was kind of pointed in the direction of a guy named Bill Anderson. And Bill Anderson is like in the judo world in Nova Scotia or in East. He is a, he is a, all the time. He's an OG. Yeah. He's an OG. He stacks up all of like five foot one, but I wouldn't even now in his like seventies. Nah, I wouldn't want to tangle with him. There's no way he's, he's just too hardcore. Anyway, I, I was the BJJ guy that showed up to his judo gym and had a whole pile of learn about standing up. Mm. So I was a fish out of water on my feet but as soon as I hit the ground and that, like my Nawaza was like, Ooh, okay. This guy knows something, but to, to my credit. And, and I, I'll say this, but like one of the things I forced myself to do when I went to from a different discipline to judo was to do judo, not mm. just to be like, well, I'm going to make judo be jujitsu for me. Yeah. yeah don't no. just go to your strengths. Yeah. So most my goal was whenever I competed and I can, most of my competitive career was in judo. I competed nationally, uh, team Nova Scotia, Atlantic Canada, won Atlantic's like several years in a row, all at minus 90. So, you know, um, it's a big anyway, yeah, I was, I was walking around mostly around 200 pounds and way fitter than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the John Wazer now. Anyway, I would use my judo and try and win in judo, and, and jujitsu was like, or my newaza was always kind of like, well, if I need it, I got it. But yeah. I, was tr- I was trying to, to do judo for what it was. So, you know, years go by. I, I get my black belt by, from um, Nakamura. He's the. Uh, he and uh, my 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 really the person responsible for my black belt outside of Bill Anderson is this guy named Jean Pierre Quentin. He's in uh, he's a he's right now he's the Olympic coach for uh, the junior national and senior national team in Montreal. Very cool. And I keep in contact with him quite a bit. He's kind of like my mentor for judo, and uh, his his mentor is Sensei Nakamura, who's uh, he just got inducted not long ago into the uh, Canadian Sport Hall of Fame for basically making what our judo program in Canada is today. Yeah. So that that's how it happened. And then when I came, of course, like I was, I wasn't a blue belt. I was like a couple of stripes on my white belt and did this, got into judo. And then I'm there. I am. I'm going, well, geez, you know, I've kind of, I've done this and there's still lots of more, you know, things I can do mm-hmm. in judo and jujitsu, but I went back to jujitsu. And who I, I was in New Brunswick at the time because I was I was in the military stationed in uh, uh, Gagetown, and I got I met this gentleman named uh, Edgeguard, uh, Luke, yeah, sure. and uh, John Kelly, and uh, next thing you know, I'm on a plane to Brazil. I'm on a plane to Brazil to go with Shrek, and uh, I'm in I'm in Sao Paulo, and I'm I'm doing jujitsu and judo there with this guy named Max Trombini. I see a polista. So at this time, I've got no. This is kind of this. The these guys are taking me on, and and I'm 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 meeting these folks for first. Quite an adventure. Anyways, I'm there for two weeks and uh, training and fighting and 
doing whatever I can to stay alive. And uh, next thing you know, uh, on the just before I came home, blue belt in BJJ, and then I was kind of like, okay, I know in Brazil, like I'm, I know where I'm at now. Yeah. And I held my own, and I was pretty proud of that. And when I came home, it was like, okay, well, no stopping now, keep going. So here I am now, and I got a gym, and I got a business partner, and I got students, and I got friends, and it never stops. Very so cool. That's kind of kind of where my my mine is. That's a cool way to put that, you know, how you put that. And look what I have now, you know, like I have friends, I have a school, I have, you know, I have all these other things. Like at the end of the day, those are all memories that you built, right? Like you didn't once much mention money, mm. you know, like that's a pretty gratifying thing, right? Yeah, there, there really is so One much the, more. You know, yeah. Sorry, go so ahead. much. Yeah. Tell you this, and, and uh, I don't know if Kent Peters has been on this. Uh, yeah, but yeah. he actually said this to me. You know what he said to me? He said uh, we were having a discussion sometime because he's got a bit of a judo background too. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were somewhere talking, and he said, uh, "He said, Chris, like, would you give? We we're talking. You know what we're talking about? We we're talking about becoming instructors mm-hmm. for for programs. And like, I was, he was saying, what are you doing? Like, are you are you are you teaching or anything? And I'm like, well." Well, not really, you know, like I, I get at the odd private lesson here and there, but I don't charge very much money. And he goes, wait a minute, you don't charge any money? And I'm like, well, not really. But this is the flip side of it. He goes, listen, would you trade all of your experiences in martial arts right now for a million dollars? I said, hell no. I said, well, don't give it away for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, okay. That's the worst thing. But, you know, that's there, the flip side. Oh, there is the flip side, right? but there, there's other sides that too. I always say that to you, don't give anything up for free, but you can all you can always give some things up for free too. Yeah. There's two sides of that. Well, there's the just big, there's the just so thing. much more to it. Like like you talked about, like the the, the camaraderie and the group yeah. of friends that we have. Yeah, you know, like but somebody's gonna our, keep lights on too. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. Right? Yeah, like totally. yeah. to me, a buy is more like we pool our resources together and we have a place to to train. Hmm. Right? Like I've always had another job. But I love it. So yeah. it's it's one of those things like, you know. It's you, weird though. It's yeah, like, you can't put 600 people in there, but it's worth it. It's, no, it's awesome. But that it's 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 100% correct though. Like, you know, like you can't like it, the, when you give things away. Like I, I was really bad for that with submission series, man. Fuck, I would give everything away. Mm-hmm. And it, instantly it loses value. Instantly. No one values your time if you're an instructor giving them free all the time. Right? Not no, yeah. Often, no. no. Yeah. Right, but, right. but back to your point, back to your point about the money thing, I think, I don't I would argue this to the blue in the face, whatever we've paid to be a part of this martial art, whatever sacrifice we've given to be, to be where we're at in whatever discipline we have, we've gotten way, way more. You can't even yeah. put a dollar value on what we've gotten back from it. Mm-hmm. There's zero, like you cannot, there, there's no way to, to, to measure that mm-hmm. relationships. Everything friends, mm-hmm. traveling experiences, like yeah. the full right. spectrum of emotion from complete like here to like the highest highs, right? Yeah. And if you wouldn't have done that if you hadn't trained martial art. Yeah. So so true. What's that worth? It's priceless. Yeah. Very well said. Very Everything well said. else is MasterCard. 
Line of credit, man. Line of credit. That's right. How's the next fight? How do you guys always John's got three serves. Yeah, all the John's serves are paying for the next event. That's right. That's why you got the pig and chicken sauce. They're getting served too. They're getting something. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like being a being an owner of a club right now is is not a is not an interesting thing. But you 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 talked to Scott here before, man. Like uh, all of you guys are loyal people. You're gonna be back, you know. And there are the random maybe nine out of ten or one out of ten people maybe that aren't gonna come back, but they they'll be replaced by another person that'll come in the door hopefully. Yeah. But I think mostly people are gonna come back because of exactly what you just mentioned, Chris. Oh, absolutely. Oh, people are yeah. hurting for the camaraderie. Yeah, they, they really are. And 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 I mean, Abaya is not a building. Abaya is everybody that comes and trains together, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, even if worst case scenario, it's not going to happen before Steve has starts messaging me here. But you know, if we lost the cage and all that shit, it doesn't matter. We could all show up on someone's deck tomorrow <laughs> and get the same training in. You know what I mean? If we all, you know, if if, if we're all together, it doesn't matter where it is. That's a buy, and that's that's what we're gonna do. And and the training's not gonna, you know, the rest of it can be rebuilt or reclaimed or repurchased. Mm -hmm. yeah. But but the 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 over a decade of blood sweat and tears and and you know not just on the mats like we're all very involved in each other's personal lives we're all friends outside of the gym so you know it's 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 not quantifiable like chris said it's not even possible. Yeah. no yeah. it's very it's very true i agree yeah very cool what, what sorry no no you go you go okay i was, I was ryan uh, was that uh, ryan ryan what no. what's that <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. i was gonna say ryan um <laughs> I want I want you to talk about your MMA career, but I want to get into your fight at FLA. You win a tough fight, and I just wanted to bring up that when you retired in the cage, it was just a beautiful moment. I mm -hmm. thought, and I don't think you could have done it any other way. Like, you know, where where were you, where's your head at, man? Like, how do you yeah. feel about the whole situation now that we've had a few months to like sit around and think about it and everything just everything about it like it was uh it was a moment in in history for for a buyer like me and you've been involved in each other's fights since day one you know yeah, and, like and, a decade yeah exactly like we've had you know you've drove me to the hospital with broken arms and offered to help me get dressed because yeah. i couldn't stand on my leg and my arm was broken and like We've been through some shit, man. Yeah, it's been both 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 sides of the coin, though. Both right? sides of the coin, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, we've both been the hammer and the nail too. So it's like we have possible emotion, joy, and uh, and you know, sadness and disappointment. We've felt it for ourselves and for each other. It's pretty exactly. pretty crazy. You're not going to get that anywhere else. But uh, no, man, it's a very yeah. unique relationship we have in that sense, right? I mean, yeah. I remember one of your fights. You were getting hurt, man, and. Jesus, I was halfway up the fucking cage by the time the referee stopped the, you know, yeah, just, it, yeah. I guess, you know, right. yeah. I mean, it happens, right? It's the sport, yeah. but you know, I was scared, man. Like, 
And you don't want to get emotional, I guess, in the corner. Like, you know what I mean? You were oh, fine yeah. in the end, but at the same oh, time. I didn't question like, that, man. It's not like I was getting there to that. So it's all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, talk about, talk about yeah. kind of the career and, and how you ended up retiring on the FLA card. You know, what yeah. made you decide like that was the end? Sure. Um, my uh, previous to that, my last fight, it wasn't my plan for that to be my last fight. I just wanted to take like six months off. And then mm. uh, sort of in the middle of that, um, I ended up getting asked to ref in New Brunswick. And one of the provisions of that, you know, God bless them. Um, uh, everybody in the Brunswick commission, Denny, and, and they were at the fight working for you guys too. Uh, they guys. Said, yeah, yeah. They said that we're going to crush some beers after the fight, man. We crush some beers. <laughs> I was like, I'm still hung over. So, um, but yeah, they, uh, they said, yeah, you can still fight. Um, if, if, if you ref, we act, we don't mind that. It's, it's really good that you've got that experience. We're looking Absolutely. forward to having you on board. So, yeah. um, fast forward to last year, uh, and, and, uh, I get, rear ended uh, driving to work one day, get bad whiplash, and I'm can't go to work for like two, three months, can't train, can't coach, nothing like that. And then you guys start talking about your promotion. Yeah. At once, right? Yeah. And uh, really, a lot of that was um, I wasn't done fighting, and that was also like motivation to get healed up and get back into shape and just to make sure I can do it. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was a big part of it. You know, I did all the camp basically one year with whiplash. It's starting to settle down now because I haven't been hit in the head in like three months. But <laughs> yeah, I know we were talking about yeah. that the other day. It's the longest I've been without being hit in the head in over a decade. <laughs> yeah, or choked or one of my shoulders can't go to place or something. Yeah, so, yeah. but um, so that was sort of the setup. So um, it was in that long camp. I did sort of two, one to get in shape, and then one to yeah, you did a very long time. fight. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was going into that fight. I think if you think you're going to retire, you might as well have just retired. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I, I want to fight right away. If I if it goes good, I'm going to fight right away. If it goes bad, I guess I'm done. I was sort of what, what I went in there. It was pretty free. I wasn't really nervous. I was just happy to get in there and fight. And uh, yeah, it went pretty well. Well, I mean, except for busting yeah. my hand, busting my knee, busting my elbows. But that's all good. I got On oh, his head. For the yeah, yeah. 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 everything's pretty good. Grueling battle, man. Yeah, yeah. Tough fight, man. Uh, at some point in the fight, I tore my meniscus and tore my quad off my knee, and uh, yeah. one point, and I might have torn my MCL pulling that out. So that's probably why I didn't throw too many kicks. I don't, <laughs> I didn't yeah. notice it really to the next day because my elbows hurt so much. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was good, man. It was. I got to do a lot of stuff that I've been practicing, some yeah. risk control uh, from you know, just sort of like I watch a lot of fights and it was good to be able to apply some of the stuff I've studied. Like you wouldn't look at me and think I'm a Khabib guy, but I like some Khabib stuff. And yeah. would, you'd look at me and you'd know I'm a Tony Ferguson guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I just, I love martial arts and I've studied it. Um, pretty much every day now for the last 10 years even when i haven't been training i watch fights at work on my break uh i, I watch every ufc from start to finish everybody who knows me knows yeah. that i fucking hate spoilers you know yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to that fight it was um it was uh i didn't you know at the end of the third round uh i got up there and i couldn't feel my hand after the first and my elbows were all fucked up and it was you know what i'm like this i'm not getting back in the ring soon enough to do another MMA fight real quick. You know, I was thinking like a month and a half, maybe travel. If I was in my head, you know, not don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's, that was the goal. Go right away and fight a bunch of times. I'm in shape and I had a yeah. camp and 
had real good sparring, you know, fuck the injuries, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it didn't happen. And then COVID hit. And then, so we're all hanging out zoom. Yeah. You guys said you're doing the podcast and stuff. Yeah. So. It's, it's, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I, I sort of figured, yeah. When he was before the decision there, it's like with my hand and stuff. Yeah. I'm done. So I don't know why yeah. I dropped the gloves, but I guess that's movie shit. So did you guys ever get to, uh, cool, man. I, I like yeah. that fighters finally have kind of their thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was, yeah, man. I, I spent 15 minutes defending takedowns and I'm a fucking kickboxer. It's a brown belt. So yeah. um, if, I'm, if I'm having another fight, it's boxing or kickboxing, to be honest. So, yeah. so, you know, I'm not even worried about that. Everybody's got bigger things to sort of focus on right now, like getting back together, getting the gyms back open, stuff like that. Did yeah. you guys take uh, one of those pitchers and blow it up? That's a beautiful no. couple of beautiful. It is. A, yeah, I have. Here literally a stack of photos i printed and there's a bunch from our event that i've been meaning to put up this whole shutdown <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i yeah. haven't seen each other what once in like three months, three months. So, yeah. yeah yeah it's funny chris the, to segue away from that with chris my first experience with chris he, you wouldn't remember this at all but it was when i went to abaya for the first time John, you might remember, I don't know how we met or whatever. I, I was probably talking to you. I was like, oh, you're the organizer? And you're like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm scared to fucking death over here, man. Is that Kitson puking in the bathroom? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we walked in and Jared, uh, we walked in and I don't know who, it was like a few people. I was fighting Dallas Diesel, I think is what name Oh, Delisle. Delisle, yeah. Dallas yeah. Dallas Delisle. There was two guys. Me. There was another. There, I Dallas, like Diesel better. Dallas Diesel. Diesel. Dallas Diesel. Then there was another guy too who was kind of like bigger. He had a mohawk. And oh God, folks, they just like pushed each other back and forth the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Freeman. Who was it? <laughs> I think you fought Charlie. If it was yeah. Charlie, he had a yes. mohawk at the time. Yes. No, 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 Charlie. no, 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 no. <laughs> Not that guy. No, 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 no. Not Charlie. You're married into Morton's right after. No, no, it wasn't Charlie. <laughs> Not that guy. He was like young. He was pretty big. He had. A, he, I know who you're talking about. That Charlie. No, not him. He. But yeah. Anyway, long story short, we walked into the tournament, and you were standing there, and I was, I was like, Jared, who's that guy? Like, and he's like, Oh, I know him from judo. So it's kind of you tell that story. That's how you kind of know Jared. I didn't realize you competed at that high of a level of judo too. Very cool. That's just a random thought. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> More of a comment, eh? He's a, he's one a of guy. the all those guys. Yeah. One of one of the guys. Sorry. One of the guys <laughs> early on, and, and I think it was in the open. I I fought Matt McGrath. Oh man. And oh, man. He, he's a, he's quite a judo player. Like he's he's yeah. medaled nationally. Like he's really good on his feet, and he fought. Like judo people do the same kind of thing that jujitsu people do, and then when you show up at a tournament, they don't they don't say, "Hey, how are you?" They're like, "How's your weight?" Yeah, <laughs> you do it. Yeah. In other words, am I going to be fighting you today? Yeah. You know, like, how's your weight? Are you going up? What are you doing? You getting my category? Like, yeah. So I would like after I fought Matt and I fought him as as hard as I could, and I just realized like this guy is on another level. He is he is a beast. Mm. Anyway, so you know. It's a small community, the judo community and the jiu-jitsu community. Is like, I, I was surprised later on that there would be people coming to the like the Abaya tournament. Like, who are these people? I have never seen these people. That was the first mm -hmm. time 
going to a tournament out in my, in my own backyard, I'd say. And then I have like, I don't know who these people are. And it was like, there's so many of them, so many competitors. Yeah, and that was, yeah. that was, that was, that was to me when I noticed that like jujitsu has gone another place in the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. It's big now. So incredible. Tournament. Before, like you would go to the tournaments, whether they, yeah. Yeah. You would you go to the other tournaments yeah. and you would, you would be like, well, there's work. Well, you'd look in the gym like, well, we're all here. Who's starting? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, the you know, you would. Uh, it was a very quick flash to bang. So, yeah. uh, you know, but it was funny. Like Matt McGrath would, uh, Matt McGrath would be like, he'd be always a category either below or above me, and then like I, I'd be above him because he he fought a little lower than I did. But he'd come by, he'd, he'd pinch me in the back, like where you know your love handles are, and he'd go, "Come on, come down. You know you want to fight me." I'm like, yeah. "I do, I do." But I'm too fat, man. <laughs> He's so talented. Yeah, there's a guy on purpose. That, on purpose. Yeah. Man, he had like he didn't get that UFC call, and at yeah, all the work he put on. I thought he was going for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just just with his credentials. But it's weird the way that business works. Entertainment right? business, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. His style, but that's not mm-hmm. it's a sport. I I talked to somebody about that. Here. I talked to somebody about that who, and a lot of it has to do with, with how the finishes are right. And who you fight. So Mm. if you, if you were like, if a guy that the thing is, if you're a safe fighter all the time, the UFC is not really looking at you. They Mm want to see you take risks. They want to see you like knock guys out and like stuff like that. If you're like a gatekeeper, like they got those guys. Think of how many guys, are trying to get there and they're winning all their fights by like close decisions or, or just like they get their points early on and they just run for the rest of like the UFC is not looking for those guys. Sure. And I'm not saying at all that Matt's that guy at all, but he's, he was a smart fighter and, mm-hmm. and still is. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, the unfortunate thing is guys yeah, like that in the UFC, you know, if people, people want to make money off of those guys. And they want a guy like, you know, where's the wow factor every time? And they don't necessarily look at guys that really deserve it. A lot mm-hmm. of it was timing, I think, for, for Matt. So, he, he had there it really is. bad timing because the UFC was just transitioning from that kind of style, that Matt Hughes, that GSP, that John Fitch. Yeah, John Fitch style. That's why I didn't get to yeah. That's it, yeah. the John Fitch thing, exactly. Yeah. So the, the, it's, it was a really shitty. I think that's the perfect comparison. You know, yeah. what I mean? just the really guy, yeah, well, he's high but not hard, hard, hard shots. And yeah. yeah, I'd love to have him on here. I haven't spoke to Matt in a long time, and I know he's doing his thing. He's he's running a school over there in Charlottetown, his own school, jujitsu and judo club over, and uh, doing really well. Great guy, focusing on his family. I'm pretty sure too. So he's from our area up in in the Pictou County hood. You know that. Nice. Yeah, good guy. He multiple title yeah. holder across Canada. Oh man! Yeah, what did he have? Three or four titles in the end there when he went on that massive run. I mean, yeah. incredible. What did you think about? Uh, it was it was a cool moment for me at, at our Fight League Atlantic event. For, for me, I didn't get to watch much of your fight, Potter. But I when I did go upstairs and Chris was sitting up there, yeah. we got to when you just walked there and you just looked at it and you're just like, wow. This is this is amazing. Like John and I kind of both spoke about that, and we're like, "Wow, look at this! Like, look at this!" Now, do you guys look at that now? Like, you've seen lots of events. There's, 
I don't know if you get that feeling, but the, John and I certainly do. There, there's, there's a different feel to this. Ryan says, fuck you. I'm out of here. I would say for sure. Um, <laughs> Shit about your promotion. Here's Well, let me tell you what I think then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the cool yeah, things yeah, about yeah, that yeah. night uh, was that my wife, my wife was there. My wife was there for the first time and she was like, she'd never been to something like that. So yeah. I was kind of like, so she's like, what's happening now? And I'm like, well, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then she would ask me questions like, it's like this, she would go, this is really amazing. Like, this is really well put together. Like what's going on over here. And I was like explaining to her how this was going. I mean, people were busy doing their stuff and then the preamble and, and then the announcing and you had, you got, everything was just working. Mm -hmm. And I, I was, I was impressed clearly. And, but then I was like watching, I was kind of living vicariously through my wife's experience. Cause she was like, what, what's that guy doing? And then, yeah, she, and, you know, she's, she is like, you know, I don't deserve my wife, but I don't, I gotta keep her in the dark as much as possible. <laughs> but uh, she is a really kind soul, and when she uh, she was a little bit apprehensive about like I'm going to a UFC fight to see you guys hit each other in the head, and afterwards she was like, I get it, I get why they do it, you know, like it's like they're warriors. There's this is a place where warriors yeah. go to yeah. do warrior things, right? Yeah. And you know, this is and if you don't, you guys you guys provided that, and at the same time, like people have been doing this since people have been people. Yeah. Okay. So. They just better get type. with it. Like they're gonna do it if you don't. Yeah. They're gonna videotape it in their backyard if they don't put it in a cage in a nice, you yeah. know, a nice venue. So get yeah. with it. Get with the program. You know, and as long as it's done with good refereeing, good, you know, like all the safety stuff, and guys are trained getting in there, you're all good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Thank you, man. We we could start the UFL like Mighty Mouse down there in Florida. He's got that. I don't know if you guys see any of those videos, like the or they're like the. Fuck, what else? Uh, they're like in a backyard with like chain link fence for cages. There you go. Beat the shit out of one another. Man. That would have saved us a fucking pile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that where Mosvidal? Isn't that where Mosvidal yeah. came from? Started on the Kimbo, like the early yeah. days? Backyard, like, uh, but pretty sure. Actually street beefs is what you're talking about. Okay. Street beefs. Yeah. There I you go. That's exactly it. Hey, man, I, I would have done one of those. I still probably would. Don't tell the wife. But I would have done something like that in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> fucking, um, don't tell the commission either. Jesus. <laughs> any of that shit. I'd love to. Muay Thai fight. Stand up only. Elbows and knees. Any of that stuff. Oh, we should best. get you on Beer Knuckle Potter. You'd be the guy. Let's see. <laughs> get you versus Kendall Grove. <laughs> He's got reach on me. Yeah. What are you looking up, Derek? We're going to start beefs. calling Derek Jamie here in a minute. Oh, Street Beefs. Here we yeah, go. Jamie, bring up Street Beefs. Jamie, beef. don't put that up. We're going to get pulled down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is from a day ago, too. So this isn't long ago. Oh, shit. So it's these two oh, new scraps coming oh, in. They took off the social distancing. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about social distancing, man. So no. they do this little thing. What is on that guy's head? It's a bandana, Chris. Oh, I thought he was a police officer at first. No, no. no this is, he's a promoter, dude. He's not wearing a bulletproof vest. He's like me. He's like, he's, he's, uh, does the fucking interview. He's like me. Yeah, you guys look exactly the same. Wow. I've actually seen you look, with that shirt on. Just, I wear a good bandana. Look, vital. Uh, the anyway, there's, their, there's their cage right there. So these two guys obviously have a beef. 
Like yeah. they don't like each other. Well, so they're gonna... matchmaking too. They have guys with multiple fights. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Look at this shit. Oh, they got gloves on. Oh yeah, Rand. I think you bring your own. Oh yeah. Oh shrimp and get that. <laughs> oh, it's like a Moncton MMA fight back in the day. Oh man, they cage rage. Yeah. Gloves. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, oh, oh. oh man. Terrible jujitsu. That guy's been to ten jujitsu classes. Now you You see, you should be. <laughs> see, I enjoy this, but I enjoy the. I enjoy the. Uh, I enjoy the gypsy boxing better than than this because the the. The gypsy it's, box. It's like watching the movie uh, Snatch. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy that kind of shit. The gypsy boxing is my favorite. There's like, that's that's how we're gonna I have to it. pull off our draft. I, I would like watch that every day if I could. Yeah, the gypsy <laughs> one is really good too. I like that too. That's oh, true, man. It's, like, it's, it's the accents. They're like, yeah. right, this man has a beef with this man. Yeah, <laughs> those dummies though, they bet a hundred grand and they just end up drawing every time. Smart talk is cheap. Yeah, we actually have a betting guru coming on Sunday night for anybody who's into betting. Oh, there you uh, go. Who's that? Uh, the New Jersey betting guru. He's oh, quite yeah? famous. Uh, he's quite famous, and he, he does a lot of UFC picks, and he's he's making a lot of money. So uh, Instagram, the NJ betting guru is his name. So uh, I was talking to him about. He's like, man, I don't do really any podcasts. The last one I did, someone brought me on and then baited me. They brought me on. They called me a fucking asshole and everything else because they lost a bunch of money. Oh, <laughs> Just make sure he tracks his bets through Birdie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That is funny. Funny, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. We, you guys, uh, so no one really knows yet, but uh, we might as well say it right now since you guys are both on here too. Oh, we had a, a really good conversation last mm -hmm. night with Halls Gracie, and uh, fingers mm -hmm. crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's uh, like we, we had a really good conversation today as well. I had with him too, and uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? It's like a 50 50 chance, maybe, maybe less, maybe more. But uh, Kasai, we there could be a, a possible event in Canada, you know, moving forward in the near future. Nice, yeah. So big things with Fight League Atlantic, big things with uh, whatever I guess we'll just call it yeah. Fight League. Atlantic, Boys, guess. before yeah. we get out of here. Any shout outs you want to give? We'll give Chris first crack at this one. He sat patiently. And uh, yeah, man, any shout outs you want to give? Like, uh, you want to say hey to your students? Shout out to Amanda. Yeah. If... <laughs> she hears everything. <laughs> no, uh, Hi, Amanda. Uh, basically, to my, stu to my students, um, uh, I I've been talking to a lot of them uh, day in, day out. And, and believe it or not, there's been more a lot of folks reaching out like, hey, I heard there's jujitsu in Windsor. Yeah. What's the deal? And so I, I'm, I'm in the, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic about how things will advance so we can, uh, so we can open soon. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing my, my students like grade up and get that, but I want them to get back in the gym, do it safely and then get, get the conditioning in there. Like they, they know, uh, they they know what this means, this whole thing for training, and it's been tough for everybody. Mm. But uh, to all of them, uh, to my students, you know, we'll be back soon. And uh, when we get back, I'm gonna basically beat the crap out of all of you. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're gonna beat the crap out of me. They're gonna beat the crap out of me. What am I saying? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's it for me, guys. Thanks for having me. Tomorrow. What'd you say? Technically, you guys could all. Be I know. Who says we aren't? Well, you could be. You could be open tonight. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we might be able to now. Like, 
now that we can do the 10 people thing. Yeah, as of today, that, that was sort of... Yeah, that was this afternoon, that came out, but right. I mean, in this, like, we're going to get into this in depth in the next day or so, for sure, but does that mean if I teach one class, can I teach the next class of 10 and the next class of 10, or do we have to have a different instructor, or can, can we, we have 10 people on the case and 10 people on the We have to spray you with bleach first. Don't, it's yeah, better to ask. I'm doing the bleach enemas, I'm good. What's well, that, Derek? Sorry? Better to ask for forgiveness <laughs> And just fucking do it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll all probably go back and lock the door. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. To you. they just said ten people. Go for it, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, tell tell them cat sent you in the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> See yeah. that guy? He said it. No, I've got a guy for you to call. His name is <laughs> yeah, his, his, his his name's Cat. Definitely yeah, not, <laughs> not Derek. It's Cat. No, no, yeah. no, it's a guy. Oh, is this? Dog, I heard you're the guy to talk to. <laughs> How many people are like, "Are you a girl?" I'm like, no, here, I'm not even a guy. <laughs> girl, a hell of a beard for a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan Potter. Anyone yeah. you want to give a shout out to before we get out of here, man? <laughs> we're over. We're over yeah. an hour. It's all be quick. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 thank no you guys for everything. Podcast, show, fights, gym, friendship, all that stuff. Uh, Thanks to Melissa Hutchinson, Sean Conan for helping me out uh, train them wise for the fight. Uh, we at the gym. Uh, had a ton of coworkers that came, uh, watched the yeah. fight. Uh, none of them used the promo code because they're fucking morons. But I'm glad they came out. So. I asked them one person. I got like three dollars yeah. for those idiots, but whatever. They're good people. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, it's all good. Like Melissa, man, um, for uh, you know uh, the wife. So it's all yeah. Oh, good. Thanks a lot, guys. Awesome, Hi, Chris. guys. Bye, Chris. Can't cool. see you, man. Love you guys. It was so good to see you. You know, and and I hope to see you guys in person very, very soon. Mm. Yeah. As tomorrow. See you. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I should have done this from the gym. driveway. <laughs> we can't have my Wi-Fi from the driveway. When are you guys leaving? That's why it dropped. Yeah. What's that, Derek? When are you leaving? Tomorrow? 3 30. In the morning? No, no, I gotta work till two. Oh, in the okay, okay yeah. cool. Well, uh, have a fantastic trip, guys. Lots of love to you guys, Chris and Ryan, for joining us. And awesome. uh, this won't be the last time. Hopefully, we can get you on in the future. And thanks oh, for all yeah. the support you give, the promotion, the help behind the scenes. Thank you, Ryan, for for what you've done for the East Coast community and, and fighting all those years. And same as you, Chris. And yeah, hopefully, we'll see you in the near future, boys. Absolutely. Later on, brothers. Awesome. Very cool. Great guys. Great, I literally haven't seen those guys for three months. You know. You don't have I've... fucking Skype or Facebook or anything. No. Well. Haven't used it, I guess. But uh, I mean, I've talked to Chris a few times. Obviously, we're business partners, so we touch base regarding that and and other things. I mean, he called me a week ago and see what was up. And yeah, your eyes look tired. Buddy, I was up at five a.m. every day this week. Probably the glasses. <laughs> Your tired eyes are making my eyes look tired. So there you go. <laughs> You look good, buddy. You look good. Oh, that was good. That was a great episode. Uh, that finishes off the week, John. Another yeah, great week. 76 episodes. Big, oh. big news for us today, man. Huge news. It's been a, it's been a good couple days. and really There is. are definitely a lot of things in the works. And, uh, yeah, now that things are getting back, man, like 
let's see where the next few weeks takes us. Who knows? You know, things happen quickly. Some days things happen quickly and yeah. some days things happen slowly, I guess. But right now they're happening really quickly. Actually. They are. And by nothing, if by nothing else, uh, the groundwork has been laid for, for the future. Big future. So thank you for all your hard work. Thanks to all our fans for listening. Obviously, make sure you hit that subscribe button, folks, whether it's on Facebook, like it, YouTube, subscribe it. And obviously, it's sponsors. yeah, it's uh, our podcast available on Podbean, uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook. And, and as John said, thank you so much to our sponsors. None of this is possible without you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you back Sunday night, folks, for episode 77. Wow. You can be anything in this world. John, be kind. We'll see you Sunday. Have a great weekend. Lots of love, man. Be safe out in the woods. Later, brother. Always. Thanks for watching. Remember to hit that subscribe button. And as always, thanks to our friends. We'll see you tomorrow.